0: Good evening folks and welcome back to yet another episode of South of the Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hine, and sitting across from this table, as always, is Mr. Luke Mueller. You wanna say hi to the folks, Luke?
1: Hello, folks.
0: Guys, as you I'm sure you know by now, our boys were able to pull out and they pull out the win against the Bears forty five thirty, but it was a lot closer, a lot more a lot more stress on the heart than I think either of us would have predicted.
1: I, I would agree. I would agree. I do want to say, first and foremost, the Packers had a bye last week. So did we. We should probably point that out.
0: Oh, that we missed an episode? Or no, no, no. We episode? had
1: a bye. We did. We're, we, we had a bye. But much like the team, we're going to come back focused on that playoff push, focused on the one seed, right? Yes. We Better are. than ever. <sighs> Getting healthy after the bye. Getting healthy. Are you feeling healthy after I'm the bye? Right, I'm good. feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good, honestly. But. <laughs> okay. okay, now we can get back to the Bears game.
0: <laughs> yeah, geez Louise, I'm usually like Mr. Melodramatic Storylines. All right, Luke. No, I was game waiting game. on that one. All right, so with this Bears game, Luke and I are talking about before we started how we want to approach this. And I think there's there's only one way. We got to talk about special teams because good God, Mary, Mother, and Joseph, that was unbelievable.
1: That was really, really rough. I mean, we've been... We've talked about it every episode, it feels like, at least for the last couple of months, right? And for various reasons.
0: But not completely across the color palette, right? Except no, it wasn't
1: literally every possible facet of special teams that sucked. It was only like one or two. So for those
0: of you who don't know, special teams includes you know, field goals, kickoffs, um, both, and then punts. And for kickoffs and punts, both Returns. returning and then yep. defending. So when yep. you kick. In the past, you obviously, Mason has had his issues this season. Mason Crosby, our kicker, specifically on field goals, right? But he's been fine in the kickoff game. He has been. I thought the kickoff coverage this season has been fine. I thought punt
1: coverage has been fine. It's you all know. been fine. It's been
0: fine. It hasn't been a worry. Right. We've had our issues with Amari Rogers in the punt return
1: game. Yeah, it's basically been punt return and uh, field goal units. And our kick return is just useless, but not detrimental
0: well said and then sunday we just got a little bit of everything
1: good lord almighty everything sucked except my boy the silver fox mason crosby
0: the silver fox didn't okay mess up. The,
1: the kickoff he kicked one out of bounds all right fair enough
0: kicked one out of bounds yeah so the bears almost did as well we'll get to that in a second here yeah
1: they, um, they should have
0: they should have but for actual field goals and extra points um the whole procedure between the snap, the hold, the kick, it all looked good. So we got to we gotta, be happy and celebrate that little victory.
1: Let's take that.
0: Because that's pretty much all there was to celebrate on special teams. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll take it a little bit by bit. So we're talking about we should have had a kick that went out of bounds. Early in the first quarter, Bears kick off, and it's just a crappy shanked kick. it, yeah, looks it like happens. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Easily can go out of bounds, right? And in years past, we've seen guys, even people that we both weren't, or I wasn't a big fan of, like Ty Montgomery mm-hmm. had had the IQ to wait until the ball goes out of bounds, or wait till like you go out of bounds, then grab it because right. have the,
1: one foot on the line, one foot in bounds, you touch the ball, the ball is out of bounds.
0: The ball is out of bounds, and a kickoff, you get it at the forty yard line.
1: Correct. Randall he- Cobb did it famously. Yeah. As well. Huge play.
0: So instead Malik Taylor like awkwardly picks it up and
1: kind of just like fumbles it out of bounds.
0: At like the eleven, the twelve, it like was, something really far back.
1: It, I think it was like the five. It was really bad. Just a terrible boneheaded play on his part. Terrible.
0: And, and so far he's been like a consistent guy, like a you know, not the flashiest, but you know, blue collar, does his job,
1: right? You don't have to worry about him. Right. Assignment sure, that kind of thing doesn't make any any big mistakes.
0: No mental errors. Well, right. can't say that for him anymore.
1: Nope, that's gone.
0: What would a Packer game be without Amari Rodgers being mentioned for all the wrong reasons? Oh,
2: man.
1: I was so excited for him coming into this year, too. And just, what a letdown. What a letdown so far. And we That's a kind of a bigger conversation we can have maybe in the off-season. But this kid, man. He's none of what I hoped
0: for. <laughs> it's not even the muffing, right? I mean, okay, it is the muffing. Yeah, the muffing's bad. Don't do
1: that. The way in which he muffed this kick. It looked very It Look, looked like he had never received a punt before.
0: Or, or had a ball going like from above his head?
1: Yeah. It's like very just, simple. You just breadbasket it. It's even
0: really, as a child, yeah. you breadbasket it. Yep. Palms right?
1: facing you, right? Like it just, just poof, there it goes. It just drops in on you. If you're gonna miss it, it's gonna go squeeze between your arms or off your helmet or something. I have no idea what he was doing. And so
0: if that happens, that's one thing. But if you guys, if you guys didn't catch it when you watch the game or, or haven't seen it, go back and watch it. He has like his like palms out reversed. Like, yeah, he was catching he was it almost
1: like like he like was like a volleyball set or like you would catch an actual pass to you. That you know that's what you would do. But that doesn't work when the ball's coming. You know straight down from the heavens.
0: Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. It was incredibly awkward. Maybe he was just so nervous and being in his head about the muffs that he had.
1: I don't know, but it... Inexcusable at this point. Precisely. Especially when you take a look at what was going on on the other side. Right? Oh, yeah, we made Jakeem Grant look like Devin Hester. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Before we get into how terrible that was, why don't we ever have Jakeem Grant? That's that's a question I want to pose.
0: Well, we tried. Amari Rodgers, we drafted a guy, supposed to be slot guy, but also, like, I remember in his profile, chef profile, he was supposed to be good on returns.
1: Yeah, in theory, right? But I want, Jakeem Grant was in, um, what, he played for the Dolphins, right? And he was just one of the, the little speedy dudes. They had a bunch of them over there mm-hmm. for a while. Albert Wilson, that kind of deal. There's a bunch of those guys in the league. Tyler Irvin's kind of one of them. Right.
0: May I I pause for our weekly Tyler Irvin?
1: What are you doing? What are you doing, my friend? (laughs) You want to come back? I'd really appreciate it. That would be wonderful. But there's always guys like that, right? Jakeem Grant came out of Texas Tech. Tiny little dude, obviously. Speed demon. Not a real useful piece of the offense, except apparently against us. Um,
0: Jet sweeps and stuff, right? Like we used Irvin for.
1: Exactly. But that kind of gadgety player. I mean, we had... Devon Austin, but it was way after he was anything. Oh, dude. We had him at, like, age 36, and he was a joke. I mean, he's still not 36, but, I yeah, he, he, was, gone. Like he was gone. He feels like he's 36. Uh, but why can't we just bottom of the roster, vet minimum? There's a bunch of guys like that out there in the league. Why do we never have one? Ever? I don't know. And with how much of a pain
0: and an Achilles heel special teams have been, like, it's easily worth the roster spot. 100%. it is. The peace of mind for both kick and punt returns would be so much more beneficial than, you know, the the bottom five guys on the roster.
1: Without a doubt. And I know some of this is kind of not the team's fault, right? So Malik Taylor is not the preferred kick returner. Kylan Hill was our kick returner. That's how we got hurt, Mm -hmm. right? So I understand we're not dealing with our ideal situation here, but you know there's some small speedy dude who's really good at catching punts sitting on his couch. You know there is. There's a bunch of them that come out every year, right? I just want one of those guys. Or Tyler Irvin. That's fine. I'll
0: take him. Do you know anything about this Josh Malone kid that we signed off the, uh, I think it was on the Jets practice squad, or he was, now he's on our practice squad? I do
1: not. Okay.
0: I think he's... Is he that kind of guy? There was potential for it. That's what I was reading about the signing, that he might sort of have that return potential. We'll see if we... um, Activated him for the game day roster. I know that we activated Juwan Winfrey. Winfrey.
1: Yeah, which is good. I li- I liked what I saw out of him. That's probably Cardinals. more in a response to um
0: you know this past week. IQ got a concussion. Yep. I don't know if that's his first. I want to say it's not.
1: Okay. I don't know. I don't know if that's accurate. I'm just kind of pulling that out of nowhere, but
0: I I trust you got on that one. So so he's a little banged up. We'll see. You know how he goes through concussion right. protocol. Malik Taylor and then Malik Taylor also like. I don't think he tore an oblique. He got some sort of core injury. Yeah. So we're going to see how both of their status. Obviously, Randall
1: Cobb's still out.
0: Oh, yeah, Cobb is still out. Yeah. So we need more bodies at receiver. We do. We absolutely do. And I'm sure that part of the special teams poor play was definitely not helped by the fact that EQ and Malik Taylor are both, like, special teams guys.
1: Well, yeah, those are both maybe not necessarily the gunners, but they are definitely on the coverage units, right? Um, Another guy. We need him. We need him. The legend. We need to bring the legend back. Oh, God. You know where I'm going with this. Do I?
0: Am I going to agree with you, or am I going to be like, you're an idiot?
1: You legitimately should agree with me, because he's the best gunner we've probably ever had. Jeff Janice? Absolutely. Okay. Because he, he was so fast, he would get down there before the punt every time. Force a fair catch every time. I don't know if he knew how to tackle. Didn't matter. We never had to find out. He's been retired for, like, what, four years now, Luke? I think he's still got the wheels. <sighs> I'm just saying, like, we don't have any of those guys, right? Even even your boy, your beloved, your favorite Packer player, not named Matt Flynn. Uh, oh, Mark was? Jared Bush. Oh, yeah. He was a great special teams player, right? He was. That's why we kept him around so much. Right? It, that was pretty much his purpose. Sure. It wasn't because of his coverage. We all know that. <laughs> Except in the Super Bowl. Um <sighs> <get> back. But <laughs> we don't have any of those guys right now. We don't have anybody on the team that I can be like, man, he's a good special teams player. That's why he's on the roster. We just have a bunch of back-end guys that kind of get hurt and aren't particularly great at a bunch of stuff, it feels like.
0: Well, I thought that when we traded for Isaac Yadam, I heard reports that one of the reasons we traded for him was he's supposed to be a good special teams guy.
1: Josh Jackson isn't. Right. Yeah.
0: I haven't paid that much attention to him.
1: I haven't really seen him out there.
0: But on one of the Grant runs, I saw him running at the bottom of the screen. Like when Grant, mm. on the punter turn where he caught it on like the,
1: kind of like the five-yard
0: line, reversed yeah. it— yeah, I saw Isaac trying to chase him down, and that did not happen. Also, saw Patrick Taylor trying to chase him down, and I knew there was absolutely zero chance that, <laughs> that was going to happen.
1: Uh, yeah, we have what one guy, maybe two guys on the team that would have a shot at that.
0: Yeah, once he got by the Gunners, it's done. Yeah, I knew we Gunners
1: were in are your are your speed demons mm-hmm. on the coverage unit. So once that they're gone, you're done.
0: Yeah, I think Henry missed. He At missed. least on one of them, I'm sure he, he missed did. multiple times.
1: He did. I guess Henry Black is probably the closest we have to a special teams play, a good special teams player.
0: Yeah, I mean we'll get into it, but you know the defense really stepped up in the second half, and the, a lot of the guys in the locker room were saying that those defense guys were like, "Listen, like a lot of you guys play special teams too. Like take some damn pride. Let's go, right? Yeah, because you have a lot of guys that are crossover.
1: Yeah, a lot of those back end. I don't want to say necessarily back end, but Henry Black. People of that kind of stature, like they get some reps on defense. Mm -hmm. Not so much Ty Summers, thankfully. But Orrin Burks Burks does at times. But yeah, those are your special teams players. At least on the way we work it on our team. So uh, yeah, take some pride. Don't suck. Stop giving up touchdowns.
0: Exactly. If as a defense, your goal is to stop the opponent from scoring, like think of special teams as opportunity to do that. Right. To put us in better positions. Right. Instead of shooting us in the foot, right?
1: Exactly. And it wasn't even just Jakeem Grant, right? Cleo Herbert had some really solid kick returns.
0: I think one of them was like a tackle away from being since. From being gone. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that's just you can't have that. You can't be that bad at every part of special teams.
0: And I'm not just gonna gonna what's the term? Just forget about it and just rub over it. I'll mention it. I'll bring him up. Okay. On the onside kick.
1: Oh God! Yeah. Yeah, Marquez. Oh, that was rough.
0: (laughs) Marquez, my boy, giving me some Brandon Bostic vibes.
1: I didn't want to say it.
0: I was thinking it. It's okay. He's my guy. I gotta, I gotta cheer for him when he's high, and I gotta be honest with him when he's low. That was bad.
1: That was real bad.
0: So, those of you who might have missed it, I mean, it, it, the game was in garbage time at this point. We had it pretty much locked up. Yeah. But uh, Bears go for an onside kick after kicking that field goal. They try to get the ball back. And the ball goes high to Marquez valdez Gantling. I think he gets a hands on it.
1: Yeah, he touched it.
0: And then the Bears
1: are cover. Because Thankfully- he didn't catch it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because he didn't catch it. And he's a receiver. And that's your job.
1: It's literally your job. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the... 2 weeks before right when we had Amos and Savage being the guys that are in charge of catching if they would have dropped the ball or, or kind of muffed their recovery attempts that's slightly understandable there is all the that's why we play defense jokes exactly that you get all the time not the case with with your boy MVS
0: no that was really disappointing yeah. that's yeah i mean granted it didn't come back to bite us in this game dude but we're playing the bears and they're going to be good at some point, right? I think we learned a lot about Justin Fields. Yeah, I'd but agree. They're not there yet. No. Okay. And this was still a game because of how piss
1: poor the special teams was. hundred percent. And now I I also do want to take a step back for a second. And be like we're talking about this, and obviously so the first thing we talk about the special teams and how many, how rough they were and everything like that. We still won by fifteen, right? We won
0: by 15 because we're playing the Bears, but shit like this is how you lose a playoff game.
1: I completely agree, and I don't want to downplay that, but also, this is the week after we just beat the Bears. Let's be a little happy, all right? The Bears still suck. We're still way better than them. We beat them by 15, and we're pissed about it. That's a good place to be. I I see what you're saying.
0: I do, but you were the one who was just coming in hot and heavy with the, we're refocused, we're going towards a Super Bowl run, and this needs to be addressed.
1: Without a doubt. Without a doubt, it needs to be addressed.
0: And, uh, was I still was I still much happier going into work on Monday morning than I would have been if we lost? Oh, of
1: course. Oh, absolutely. It's it's delicious beating the Bears. It really isn't. And obviously, given where we are, south of the Cheddar Curtain, right? We're surrounded by a sea of Bears fans who are all very depressed at the moment <laughs> with how, how their season's kind of been playing out. It's delicious. The tears are delicious. That would have been their Super Bowl if they beat us. It really would have been. It really would have been. And it, it got me a little nervous. I mean, you were saying you weren't really nervous. I was a little nervous at points just because when you walk into a game and all the fans on the other team are like, right, we're not even going to watch because we're getting get blown out. Like, you know that's the that's the kind of game you lose or is way too close, and that's what we had for half.
0: It's probably a good thing that we didn't do another episode of the show, right? We were planning on doing another little mini uh, Barry's preview. I guess after our last hour and 15-minute banger, we were good for a little bit. But I, I might have been a little more confident, right, in that episode, which would have jinxed us. So we it's probably for the best. It
1: yeah, it was probably a good call then. It was probably a good call. Ugh. But like I said, we won comfortably. We looked great in most respects, most aspects. Yeah, we had,
0: a, we had a lot of guys, some role-player guys, who really step up this game.
1: I agree. Let's talk about that. Let's let's move on to the positive. All
0: right. We're, starting about, we're talking about some role-players stepping up. I got to lead with one guy.
1: All right, I'm here for it.
0: Alan Lazard.
1: And actually, I do want to give a complete shout-out to our friend JP, right? He called that 100%. He called me on um, Thursday night? No, Saturday. I work Saturday. He called me Saturday night. He was like, you know what, man? This is going to be the Alan Lazard game. It's going to be an Alan Lazard breakout. Absolutely, absolutely called it. Congratulations. You were correct.
0: Our boy Alan Lazard went off for six catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown, including a 32-yard bomb in the first quarter on like a third and eighteen. He, look, he was he looked great like he a deep great. post across the middle and just contested te- contested catch which he makes more than not right he isn't the the fastest most elusive guy but he's a big play big receiver like he's six five he's physical right up yeah. to the point of the ball but the point of contact you know comes down with the ball he is money both in the passing game but also in the running game dude like he's an enforcer we're he putting is. him out there using him nearly as a tight end mm-hmm Right, mm-hmm. so it's interesting, you know, with Cobb. Out, Cobb was a slot receiver. You bring in Lazard, having him play from the slot, you know, sometimes next to DeGuara as like another tight end, using his physicality at the line of scrimmage.
1: I think he's kind of morphed into old Larry Fitzgerald. It feels kind of like the mold we're using him in, right? Because young Larry Fitzgerald was was an outside receiver. Mm-hmm. old Larry Fitzgerald was essentially a tight end kind of the way they used him, to a certain degree. That's a fair comparison, physical receiver. I think Lazard's better at blocking, but kind of a similar, similar vibe, not your traditional slot guy. And I like it. I, it works great for us so far. And especially having him in the slot lets you utilize all that blocking. Like you said, as an extra tight end, which has only become more important as we run out of tight ends.
0: Yeah. Especially with your boy, you know, when Big Bob Tony went down, right? I know that R. you R. were P. really nervous about R.I.P. McHenry's Zone. zone. <laughs> that was great. First time ever on the show that we did that at the exact same time. Yep. This is some good stuff, folks. So, right, if we can rewind to four episodes or five episodes ago when Big Bob went down, I was saying, hey, I think that Josiah DeGuar can come in and do some nice stuff, which she's yep. starting to do more and more. But your main point was that DeGuar is not; she's not at the same level... Of physicality.
1: Yeah, he's just not the same kind of player. Size-wise, right? dagua right. is like
0: 6'2". T- Antonian's in traditional tight end frame, 6'4", 6'5". So you kind of lose that ability to kind of stretch the field in the middle with your verticality. Those
1: kind of seams, posts, stuff like that, yeah. Keeping people honest. And now we can we can run that perfectly with Lazard. 100%. 100%. He's basically become the standard. And like you mentioned, DeGuar is still getting—he's doing work at this point. He's playing a very important role in this offense. It is just not that 100% prototypical tight end role.
0: To Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, say his name again, Luke. (laughs) Deguara. Josiah Deguara. You guys are professionals, okay? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. This is what you do for a living, all right? You know that my cousin, I have a cousin David, my mom's side of the family. I thought we were
1: talking about Taylor Heineke. (laughs)
0: No, no, no. My actual (laughs) cousin, not my pretend cousin. I have a cousin, my mom's side of the family, who broadcasts for the University of Georgia. And I believe that it was him who told me that before every game, part of his job is to go into both like the home and away locker room and just be like, hey, man, just making sure that you know, I'm saying your name right. Guys, are you kidding me? To DeGuara with the catch. <laughs> like, I was rolling my eyes in pain. You texted me
1: multiple times about it.
0: <laughs> it's DeGuara. <laughs> but yeah, man, Josiah looked good. He, he had, did. A couple of plays that were designed for him. Mm-hmm. We're seeing just the the effort out of him too, right? He's he's fighting for extra yards. He's you know getting tripped up and then diving for a few extra ones on a couple of those plays. Yeah. So not getting the same production out of Big Bob. No. I think we both, even though I was hyping him up, I knew he would not be able to fully replace him. But he's still been a nice, developing piece. Yeah, he's
1: become. More important to the offense every week at this point, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. We're going to need that diversity of weapons going forward, I feel, especially with some of the guys we've lost.
0: Yeah. I honestly, I really just liked how we were using him and Lazard. You can move them around. It makes for tough mismatches yep. for defensive backs, but they're also both wonderful in the running game. I think on one of Aaron Jones's best night of the run, they had like an eye formation where they had Lazard in tight, like a tight end, and DeGuar was playing fullback, which, by the way, love the throwback to the I-formation. Let's
1: do it some more.
0: 2006 vibes, I love it. Good old ground and pound. Especially with this offense, do it. We have the capabilities. I mean, we have a better drill than Betis.
1: Okay. I don't know if I'd go that far Um, yet. I might. (laughs) I don't know if I'd go that far yet.
0: I'm going to. So... You know, Cobb being out, obviously is really unfortunate, but yeah. you gotta see the silver lining in life, right? When someone goes down, it's it's next man up, right? You have to take the opportunities that are given to you.
1: And both of those guys, I think, really did that against the Bears. I agree completely. I love that. A couple other things we should probably touch on while we're talking about the offense, right? Mm-hmm. Good game from Aaron Jones. Interesting usage of Aaron Jones. Something I want to kind of touch on, right? Obviously, he had that touchdown catch, which I love to kind of like leak out, and then just kind of get, get behind people somehow.
0: You see Rodgers post game.
1: Uh, I saw part of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, it reminded me of a, it was a 2004. We were playing the Buffalo Bills in the he, preseason.
1: He, he didn't play in 2004. It, it was, was like two, two, it was 2004, 2005. 2005 thank
0: yeah. you. Yeah, we're up in Buffalo in the preseason, and Brett has a read to the right, and he sees him on green. I'm like, this memory.
1: <laughs> You weren't even playing, dude. Like that wasn't even you that did it. From a preseason game from two
0: thousand five. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, just
1: the man is a machine. I'm sorry. Continue. He's, he's incredible. Um, but yeah, we didn't really run. We didn't re- didn't not really utilize him in the run game very much. He had like five rushes, something like that. So interesting how we utilize him in a- AJ Dylan going forward. Uh, we still don't. Fully well, we know, I guess there's a potential that he could still have some slight lingering issues. Maybe he doesn't have a full workload, or maybe we're just riding the hot hand because AJ D- Dylan looks amazing. Looked amazing in this game.
0: Yeah, but, and I think that there is a there's a benefit to pounding with Dylan, right? 15 rushes, yeah. 71 yards, 4.7. Which again, like some guys, right? You take one for 70 yards, and it kind of messes up the average. That's usually not. Dylan's game. It wasn't that's the style. Bears. No. Yeah, as long as it was 11. So he is just, just pounding over people. And then I think it definitely opens up for the bigger play possibility of Aaron Jones when he does yeah. get those carries.
1: Yep. And he's, we've such a good kind of thunder and lightning thing going on here. It's, I think we have the best running back duo in the league. I think I'd go out and say that. What would Chubb and, and, uh, and Cream Hunt? Yeah. And probably that, be the other, the ones.
0: Yeah.
2: But
1: man, the the diversity and the skill set here Pre- precisely love it. love it and the fact that it's not even like aj Dillon is just um adrian peterson or derrick henry right because both of those guys have never been involved in the past game is one as great as adrian peterson was over his career i'm not even counting what he's kind of doing with half the teams in the league this year <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're just going to like single dates. Well, it's, right. it's pretty amazing that he just waltzes into the locker room, starts for a game and then gets cut. And then he comes over to the next team and does the same thing. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't matter. He never added to that, right? He never got that, that pass game. He never really was a threat out of the backfield. And AJ Dillon is no Aaron Jones out of the backfield. You know, Aaron Jones has the ability to kind of just be a slot guy out there. He has those, those skills, he has that skill set AJ Dillon does not, but he's still a threat in the pass game, which is something that a lot of the big, bruising backs don't have in their arsenal.
0: You read my mind precisely, that's exactly what I was going to say. AJ Dillon's versatility just makes him a whole other animal. You think about it, you think of a, a larger back, mm-hmm. right? You kind of want to have him having a steady heat, a head of steam, right? Going through the hole. So you think little dump offs and stuff in the passing game? He's probably isn't not as agile. You would think, right? And these little dump off throws, you have a defender coming down. You're just catching the ball. You probably you know don't have the best momentum moving forward to carry mm-hmm. you through people. But he can still make people miss. He's not just a bruiser.
1: Which is what like he's not as good as Jerome Bettis yet. Um, but he does have that characteristic. I think that's something to touch on real quick, right? Where what well, made Jerome Bettis so great was not just that he was a giant human being playing running back. It's that how quick his feet were, right? So he could kind of do a little dance, right? I mean, we're not talking Barry Sanders out here or anything, but he had enough agility that he could kind of make the first guy miss before he got that head of steam. I think that's the important thing. That's what makes me so excited about A.J. Dillon. He has that move, or maybe a couple moves, where he has the quick feet to kind of get around the guy Before he gets that esteem. And then he's going to just plow you over. That's what I love. That's what makes me really excited about him going forward.
0: Yeah, he hasn't even hit his his potential yet. I mean, the ceiling is
1: incredible. And the fact that we have him and Aaron Jones is just bonkers. Especially given all the running back desert we've been over the years at times. Oh, man. We don't need to go back down was that road. Say, I know. To to Samcon,
0: you, st- you want to talk?
1: Hey, I, I know that that little uh, rant definitely got uh, some love from the fans of the show. Not gonna lie, it's what we do best. Heard man. that people loved hearing about Najee Davenport.
0: <laughs> Listen, the real ones know about Najee, Tony Fisher. All right, we, we're done.
1: We're done. We're done.
0: But stop myself.
1: Also, the thing, and we've probably mentioned it before, they can kind of keep each other fresh, right? You don't have to ride one into the ground. You can just rotate Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, which has worked wonderfully the last couple of games.
0: I think that's part of the reason, another reason why we're leaning on Dylan more, because, I mean, Dylan's a lot younger. He has a lot yep. less, uh, what's the phrase, you know, miles on the tires. So let, let us lean on him more. And then for the playoffs, Jones isn't nice and fresh as well. Nice and fresh. Especially because out of the two, Jones has been the one who's been more banged up. Knock on wood, dylan has been okay so far.
1: So far, so good.
0: Something else I want to touch on about the offense. Okay. Devontae Adams. Oh, good. That's where I wanted to go. So he was out of of practice for, I think, pretty much the whole week with a hamstring. Yeah. And if you saw, one of his first big catches of the game was uh, like a slant across the middle on third down was kind of a clear out route. So they had guys going deep to sort Mm -hmm. of just have the defensive backs get lost in all the trash. Right. Adams grabs the ball and as he's running across the screen like down the screen like towards the sideline, you can clearly tell if you've watched Devonte play, like, he was not at 100%.
1: Right, they even mentioned that on the broadcast that he he just didn't have the explosion. I mean, Devonte's not a super fast guy. Never has been, never yeah. will be. But he does have an explosion and suddenness to his moves. Right? A quickness. And yeah, there was none of that as he was I mean, he somehow got all the way across the field. Before he got out of bounds, but yeah, he did not have any burst as he made his way.
0: And then he went off for 10 for 121. Oh, super,
1: super interesting. I was very much looking forward to seeing him against Jalen Johnson. And I think that did not disappoint. I think Jalen Johnson played very well against him to kind of start the game. And then we started doing some different things to maybe kind of switch up the looks and stuff, which is wonderful. Wonderful game planning and adjustments, right? Mm -hmm. And then you could tell Devontae started feeling it, right? And he felt he clearly felt better as the game went on, and that that touchdown, which oh my god,
0: can we give a little assist. Okay, which one are we talking about? Because there's there's the two dirty touch one. on
1: the dirty one. That's the one I want to talk about. All right, take it. That man, what a route runner! Right, because Jalen Johnson is shading to the inside to take away the slant. So shading the inside, folks, means that he's literally
0: playing like two yards. He's lined up more inside than Devontae is. And Devontae wants to run like what's called the slant, so he's going to go try to go towards the middle, which is a really common route in the situation. Jalen yeah. Johnson is two yards to the middle.
1: He's literally in the way
0: 100%. of the route. Like, you are not going to do that. I am not going right. to let you run the slant.
1: Right, so most people, right, what what would you do? you try to run something outside quick out or or whatever you kind of run a little corner or something up on
0: the stick and tell my receiver to do a fade if we're we're doing
1: Madden style here (laughs) definitely around like the three yard line
0: (laughs) yeah just do a little quick fade you never do the big receiver are you kidding me
1: no anyways (sighs) all right
2: uh, (laughs) co-host
1: but just so that that's what you're thinking right that's you got to take what the defense gives you he's taking away the slant so what are you gonna do you're not gonna run the slant you're gonna run it out you're gonna run whatever right maybe a little whip route you fake inside, go outside. Whatever, should be open. Hunter Renfro mate is amazing at that route. No, what, is, what does he do? He's like, nah, man, I'm going to go inside anyways. But first, I'm going to make you believe with every ounce of your being that I'm going outside. That I'm taking this thing to the back pylon. he's on,
0: taking the fade, yeah. That he's going
1: to do it, right? Oh, just the, the feet and the way he sells that. The way he kind of like looked back like it was about to be a fade and then immediately cut back inside the amount of separation that man created in like a three yard box is just mind blowing. What an
0: incredible route that was not even speaking in hyperboles. When you watch him run a play like that, I'm amazed there aren't more defenders that like have like torn ankles, broken ankles from playing him just because of like the quick movement. He like,
1: it's insane. It's crazy. It's just, I'd, I've never seen anything like it. Um, absolutely phenomenal and and that's the kind of thing the kind of quickness right you think of when you think of slot receivers right you run a lot of those quick short routes so they kind of do that but just a whole nother level for a receiver that has his complete skill set to be able to do that they talked about it uh last year two years ago i believe how he beats press right he doesn't beat press like every other receiver beats press There's a lot of hand fighting when the cornerback comes up and presses you right. Mm. It's kind of how you get around him. Your feet and your hands have to kind of work together to swat the guy away get around. Devontae doesn't use his hands because he doesn't need to. He'll get you off balance without ever touching you. All about the feet. It's incredible. I mean, he's just, he's a craftsman. That's what he is. I'm just a master of his craft. Incredible.
0: Couldn't agree more, my friend. So the other on that I wanted to jump on a little bit because I got to give my my boy Marquez a little bit of love after calling him out. Yep. So as you said, they tried to keep Jalen Johnson on a bang with Devontae Adams, and for the first quarter it was working pretty well. Yep. And then we had a look when it was Devontae and Marquez at the bottom of the screen, and they ran was – it, was it the wheel post yep. kind of? Yep. So they happened to have it where Marquez was going to be followed by Jalen Johnson – Jalen Johnson, so Marquez does like a deep post and takes Jalen Johnson with him to the middle of the field. I don't know which bear defender is left attempting to cover Devontae, but is that Crawford?
1: That was Crawford.
0: And then he got, he got banged up. Play. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cause I think Eddie Jackson came over and knocked him out. So it's...
0: Marquez, you know, baits the defense, brings him to the middle. They hit Devontae in the deep route. It was just
1: the place right. went wild. I mean, once again, great play call, great play design, and you can't run plays like that if you don't have a deep threat like MVS, right? That's just, that's, that's his purpose on the team. If he's not making plays downfield, the threat of making plays downfield.
0: The fact that we have two guys like that, I mean, you have Marquez and the pure deep threat, but then you right. also have how much attention defenses have to pay to Devontae. It just creates for so much opportunity
1: for success for this offense. It does. It really does, which is what we saw, right? And I think I'm going to keep bringing this up because I think I don't want to take it for granted. All right. I don't want to take for granted for a second. How incredible Aaron Rodgers is. Right. Because like we do this. We do this every week. Right. We talk about all the play, everybody looked really good on offense. Ooh, whatever. The players that really impressed us. Or we saw something we really liked. But the fact that he just had another incredible game. And we're just now kind of getting to it. Just his sheer level of talent and skill at his age at this point. I don't want to take that for granted, right? As we've talked about, we don't future don't know what's going on in the future. Don't know what next year looks like. Don't know what two years looks like. Quarterback play at the highest level is what we're seeing. And it's great because he did not look amazing to begin the year, right? He still looked like a top level quarterback. But now we're starting to see MVP Aaron come out here and just destroy people. I don't know what happened to his toe. Should have done earlier in the year. Because the man is on fire since that happened.
0: With the makeshift offensive line, he finished with twenty nine to thirty seven, three forty one, four touchdowns.
1: Incredible, incredible.
0: Be right. I mean, I think we talked about this last week, right? Enjoying the moment. Yep. Enjoying what we have because heaven knows what next year is going to hold.
1: Right. Hopefully, a lot more Aaron Rodgers destroying the Bears.
0: That's my hope. I mean, he was asked post-game, and he was kind of dodgy about his answers, but he said that he's loving being a Packer right now. Yeah. I think he said, I don't think this is my last game against the Bears.
1: Which would be hard to do if you're a Bronco. You don't play him that often.
0: Yeah. Or a Steeler. Like, where where else would you be? We would not trade you to the Lions or the Vikings. No. Or the – like, no. No. So by saying that, I mean, I think he's leaning towards staying.
2: We're definitely getting that feeling.
0: Then creates a whole lot of cat problems, but I think I would much rather have those cat problems.
1: Screw it, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. The Rams and Saints do every year somehow. Don't know how, but they do.
0: And maybe people take pay cuts because they want to stay.
1: Maybe. We'll see. Say- maybe. Let's talk about some people on the other side of the ball that we are praying we can somehow resign, right?
0: Goddamn damn Razul Douglas. God,
1: he is so good. I don't know what happened to him because he was never this guy. I mean, it's not like he flashed a ton early when he was like a third round pick or something like that. Clearly a, a good quality player for a while kind of bounced around, was made fun of for a while. Not exactly Eagles fans, favorite player, but cough, cough, Brian Webb, <laughs> but what he is doing is incredible. And I read somewhere that he mentioned that he's credits, The coaches and the players in the secondary for kind of teaching him how to study, which is fascinating that someone at this point in his career, who at one point, right, was a relatively important player. Like your third round pick, people are invested in you.
0: Wasn't he part of the Eagles Super Bowl run?
1: I believe so. Yeah. But you're saying just now someone's like teaching you how to really watch film. That's bad. That is bad. But hey, it's good for us. Because then he also has a much higher ceiling, right? If yeah.
0: I mean, All this untapped potential.
1: And at this point in your career, you kind of assume you know who people are. I mean, he's not old. He's, what, 26 years old. But he's been in the league long enough that you, you kind of figure you know what he is, which is why he bounced around practice squads. But, man, he should have had two pick sixes in this game. Easily. Easily. You know, part of me is wondering
0: is that maybe he just wasn't in right schemes before. That's quite possible. I mean, I think we have probably the best safety pairing in the league. Yeah, I think probably. So it's something we're going to have to watch, right? Razula is super aggressive. He sees an out route. He sees an end breaker. He's going to cut it, okay? Which means that he's going to get burned for double moves like happened against Odell. Yep. The Odell play against the Rams was kind of a freak thing where Amos wasn't in good position.
1: And Amos is always in good position.
0: So Amos and Savage, I think, give you that luxury. Right, like you, you're allowed to be more aggressive. Kind of similar to, I'm sure, the guys like Sam Shields, and Woodson, and even Williams to an extent.
1: When you have Nick Collins back there, when
0: you have Nick Collins back there, you can make those jumps. Right. So I think that we need to be cognizant of it on the back end, making sure that okay, like listen, on, on this on this read, Razul is going to be aggressive and he may jump it, so we need to make sure we have somebody behind him just in case.
1: Right. And I think something that's I've found interesting is. Finally, and thankfully, this has happened for a while now. But Kevin King played three snaps, right? Rasul Douglas played 59. The defense was only on the field for 62. That was it. That's the way they broke it up. I get you got to take breaks. Fine. Whatever. Cool. I'm good with that. But do you remember where we were just a month ago, maybe, when that was much way too close to 50 50, right? We've come a long way since then. And part of what I find interesting is that Rasul Douglas is kind of what we at some point hoped Kevin King would be he never had the speed that Kevin King was promised but I think right away after some of those first injuries you saw that Kevin King did not have that anymore and even when he came out of college people kind of questioned that 40 time it's like he didn't play that fast he didn't play 4-4 no right he never really did and then he got hurt and he's just gotten slower but the big strong I mean, Kevin King's not strong, but big, rangy, physical corner. Cover right? the big physical receiver. Cover the big physical—aggressive. right tight ends, yeah. Those are all things we had hoped for Kevin King and expected at some point, and that's what we're getting out of Rasul Douglas. It's it's incredible, and I hope we can figure out some way to bring him back.
0: I hope so, too, dude. Him and Campbell have been, I mean, outside of Woodson, the best free agents I think we've ever signed. Yeah, I mean, well, Peppers definitely had, had a year or two there, but yeah, I would not disagree. Yeah, they've been absolute money. We need to figure out a way to bring them both back because they've been such good contributors to this team. I mean, Douglas's pick just, granted, it was still early, like in the second quarter, but it just it felt like it was a backbreaker.
1: Honestly, and I felt that that was where the game was going to turn, and it didn't quite. Like, we. they kind of kept going after that. But I thought for sure that pick six, I was like, ah, we won. It's done. That's it. Bears had to play a perfect game to beat us, and they didn't. Played an almost perfect half outside of that pick six, but just the, the big plays from that guy. It Incredible. Incredible we got him off the street, essentially. It's And it just makes me really want Jair to come back. Because, oh, my God. Could you imagine? Eric Stokes is like a lockdown corner somehow already. They're not even throwing at him yeah, anymore. Yeah, they
0: throw at Razul or, or uh, Sully,
1: who had a pick in this game as well. Yeah. They, just, they don't even throw at our rookie corner, at this point because
0: he's locked on like Luke because he's that
1: he's that fast. He, it's ridiculous. He's lying like the lowest completion percentage. In the, like, it's just mind boggling what's going on in that secondary right now. And we're not we don't even have our best player.
0: Yeah, it, uh, we'll get back to it. But thinking about you know we play the Ravens next week and oh uh, they they just lost Marlon Humphrey for the season. Luke, I have no idea what that's like losing your number one orbital corner. Can't imagine.
1: Absolutely no sympathy for anybody with injuries ever. None.
0: We're the Patrick None. Packers. They're the Patrick Packers. I had it earlier today. Now I lost it. I had something good for the Ravens, not the ravaged Ravens. I mean, that's not bad. Mm, this is really embarrassing. I had something better. Well, it'll come back like Recycled Ravens. Recycled Ravens.
1: <laughs> we'll save that one until after we beat them. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to
0: say that before. There's, there's no shit talk before. <laughs> no. None. Zero. Defense, defense, defense. Let's also talk about right after halftime. Apparently Preston made a big speech in halftime and first drive for the Bears. Strip sack fumble.
1: It's incredible, right? Because even if we go back in time a little bit, I think everyone assumed, especially after that first year, that Z was the guy out of those two, right? Preston, great player, right? No one said he was a bad player. Great player, great signing. But he's got to become the guy. On defense, right? Yeah, he's Z, that guy.
0: Z had more sacks, and they'd right. always do the press conferences, and like Zatarius was always the one talking, like the bigger presence. Like you assumed
1: he was kind of the leader, right? Mm-hmm. One of the leaders on the defense. Well, apparently, it's Preston. Yeah, now it's Preston hundred percent. He and, is that effing dude. And Aaron loves Preston. It's because you sometimes you hear him talk about how they're together outside of outside of the building and all that kind of stuff. Just I I, I didn't know be honest, even coming into this year, didn't realize he was that guy. He's that guy. And he's showing up, which is great.
0: And he was someone that I didn't think we were going to bring back, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's really making that hard, isn't he? He was the, I didn't even think he was going to play this year. Potentially. He was gonna yeah, be that's one what of the I'm cap, saying. The, the cap casualties this year. But now at this point, it's like, man, I mean, z has gone in my head. Right. But you probably well, got to try to bring Preston back. I would hope so. I really hope so, too. I did, didn't realize he was that big of a leader, but th- he's that guy. It's awesome to see, right? And that kind of brings me to to something we talked a little bit before we, we came on, right? Is we did not have a ton of sacks, right? But we pressured the hell out of Justin Fields.
0: I took issue with Collinsworth during the broadcast saying that the Bears' offense line held up really well. They didn't. Fields is just super no. slippery,
1: He's, and he's not slippery like I would say Lamar Jackson is.
0: Um, no, but he's going to give us some headaches.
1: I, I, he's giving me more Russell Wilson vibes, personally. Fair. Like young Russell Wilson. That's a fair comparison. Um, and I think that going forward, that's going to be his path to success. He's got to try to follow that. He's averaging like seventy rush yards a game the last three weeks or something. Don't do that. That's bad. Do more of the Russell Wilson kind of thing. Run when you absolutely have to. All of Russell Wilson's runs against us have always felt like absolute backbreakers, right? But it's not like he's going off for 100 yards. He's not Lamar. That's not the plan.
0: And they are often more scrambles getting out of a sack right.
1: and throwing the ball, staying alive. Which is what, well, that's what we saw, right? There weren't a ton of designed runs. No. There's a lot of him getting out of bad situations, making a positive out of a negative, um, which is something that could haunt us for years to come I hope not but he looks like he's got it right like looks like he could be the guy I hope not but it looks like he he, he could be the guy right y- you see a lot of looking at try to be objective about it looking at him like I would look at like Roger's heir Parent. like what would I look for with Jordan Love right he's got some of the stuff that you could definitely point to and be like yeah yeah I see it right I feel better about the
0: Bears long term future quarterback than I do with ours. Now part of that is uh, I will say exposure. You're right. It's a very it's much different sample size. But if you yeah. ask me today who I would rather have
1: I'd rather have Justin Fields. I'd rather have Justin Fields. Which is fair, right? Better pedigree, higher draft pick. I mean, I think consensus top couple quarterbacks in that draft, Run lovers not necessarily, but yeah, he's he's definitely got it. Hopefully, the Bears can ruin him. Hopefully, knock on wood. Knock on wood. On to Baltimore.
0: Or was there anything else you wanted to hit? I feel like we got most oh, of that, it. I
1: think I think that I think we're good.
0: I guess the only other thing I wanted to jump on was just the uh, the Henry Black getting beaten man coverage for that that what was it, a
1: glorified slant to Damian Bird across the middle. I've, we talked about it with the with the Rams game, right? It was that same damn play. It's like H post or whatever it is with the running back, because Bird was a running back. He's he lined up in the shotgun, right? Next to Justin Fields. Goes out, kind of off the tackle.
0: So then he becomes Henry Black's man.
1: Right. And then he cuts back across the middle. Right. And he just can't keep up with them. There's just There's no just, way. It's not going to happen. It's not gonna happen. You kinda you kinda get out to right around the line of scrimmage, you kinda make it look like it's an option route. You cut, kinda diagonal upfield, boom, you beat Henry Black one on one. Safeties were not in great position. And since it looks like we're playing playing man there, that's just that's all. That's it. There's no one home. There's no one left. I
0: think we should try to avoid situations where Henry Black can be man to man coverage on a receiver. I would agree. We should try to avoid that. Granted, I'm guessing that was a identification that was not made before that play, that it was Bird in the backfield. There could have been late communication. I don't really know. But once I saw it slant to him, I'm like, oh, he's gone. Like, I love you, Henry that, Black, it. but there's there's no way you're catching up to that guy. No,
1: that's he's absolutely gone. Yeah. I'm Henry glad Black we covered should, that. He
0: should be in zone coverage, and that's it.
1: 100%. Or playing deeper. Yeah.
2: Agreed.
0: And before we talked about it, I was thinking about it on the drive over. I was like, you know what? In so many situations, maybe I'd rather have, like, Kevin King out there. If we're going to have another body in the secondary, right, as opposed Mm -hmm. to going with, like, right now it's Stokes, Sully. Rasul. And then we do three safeties with Savage, Amos. And Black. And Black. Maybe instead of Black, maybe you put Kevin King. But in that situation, Kevin King's probably not making the play either.
1: Probably even worse. I don't know
0: if Kevin King is better in man in certain spots than Henry Black is. So that's just something to watch. Yeah. Cause I think other teams may try to take advantage of that matchup. I would.
1: I would. And I think a lot of this may be alleviated once we get Jair back whenever that happens. I think it's a lot easier choice that then
0: we have Jair, Jair, the three guys we have now, and then you put Henry Black to the bench a little bit more. Is that what
1: you're thinking? That's kind of what I'm thinking because Jair's probably going to come back. I mean, he's going to end up playing a lot of slot, I'd have to imagine. right? You don't want to take Rasul Douglas off the field. You're not taking Eric Stokes off the field. So, yeah, I, I think you probably end up with him in the slot a lot.
0: And with Rasul being 6'2", he's almost like another safety out there.
1: Yeah, he's got that kind of size of physicality. To come down and run plays. So yeah, We'll I see. Like It'll that. be fun to watch.
0: On to Baltimore. On to Baltimore. All right, folks. So next week we go into Baltimore? Uh, I believe so. I believe they pushed it back to three o'clock. We're playing against the eight and five Baltimore Ravens. Just came off a close loss to the Cleveland Browns, 24 22. Baltimore is in the driver's seat in their division. AFC North, uh, Lamar Jackson did get banged up. Sounds like he tweaked his ankle last week. Yep. So his prototype twin, Tyler Humley, came in, had a good game uh, 27 to 38, 270, and a touchdown. I mean, he's he's pretty elusive, right?
1: He He's a similar player. Yeah, I mean they picked a good backup, right? I mean they don't have to change the offense.
0: Much better than Trace McSorley was.
1: Hey, I like Trace McSorley, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't say that I I have had a a I've seen I've seen Tyler Huntley more than your average average fan who has no idea who this man is, right?
0: So please tell us,
1: sir. Oh, I was going to whether you wanted to or not. Uh, I went to school at NAU, right? We played Utah two years back to back. Tyler Huntley was the quarterback of Utah. His running back was Zach Moss. I know you got destroyed both games. Shocking. Those are two NFL players right there. But yeah, he has a live arm. He's got a good arm. He's very elusive. Uh, He's a poor man's Lamar Jackson is basically what he turns into, which this year is kind of just Lamar Jackson because he hasn't looked very good, especially recently. Uh, You can say things like that. I can't. That's also why I whispered. <laughs> but so, like, they don't really change the offense much. Um, what we would have problems with potentially defending are still going to be problems. So I guess it's kind of a double-edged coin here, right? On one hand, we know what to prepare for regardless of who plays quarterback, right? That's yeah, a good they, thing. Don't have, they don't have different play styles. Right, that's a good thing. The bad thing is they don't have different play styles, so the, their team should be less affected by it, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, so it's good for our preparation. It's good for their preparation, essentially, having that same kind of um, prototype for your quarterback. So it'll be really interesting. Obviously, he is not Lamar Jackson, but running could still give us a problem, right? Fields had a good day scrambling. He got off for like 70 yards. Did they really hurt us at the end of the day? Not really. Tyler Huntley could easily put up a similar style line. Um, and we're just going to have to look for the same play. Hopefully, playing fields is kind of a good warm up for this, right? Gonna mm-hmm. be a lot of contain. You know, he's. Huntley's, gap responsibility. Gap responsibility. Huntley's relatively prone to making a mistake. You just got to make him pay for it, right? So it'll be interesting. They. They have Hollywood Brown, right? Speed Demon. What are we going to do about that? Who's going to be on him? Probably Sully, I would think. Because he he plays in the slot a lot. They motion, that kind of thing, right? So, I would expect a lot of that. Uh, running back-wise, they, they don't really have anybody left. Yeah,
0: their first three guys are on IR. So, now they have old guys. The old guys. Devontae Freeman
1: and... Well, they have Tyson Williams. They just don't play him. Who's the other one? Though? Though
0: they, have, think he's they have another good. old
1: guy. But really, the highlight of the Ravens, uh, without a doubt, is their fullback, who's amazing. Patrick Ricard, who's like 400 pounds. <laughs> Literally a defensive a defensive tackle playing fullback. I love it. It's my favorite part about watching any of their games. Um, especially, he went off. Oh, I think they are playing the 49ers. Right. Yes. So it's him versus Ust- Ustrek and they're like back to back drives where they were the <laughs> they were the entire team. That was glorious. You know, I played fullback uh freshman year of high school, so shout out to the fullbacks that never get any love. I'm here for it. Bring I'm it here back, for it.
0: bring it back.
1: Um so he's my highlight. That's who I'm gonna be watching. And I think an important thing to think about when you, you're kind of paying attention to this Ravens team is they are not what we expect them to be. Their defense isn't very good.
0: No, I mean, Humphreys is on the IR, Peters is on the IR, Calais Campbell's on IR. I mean, I could we could have a whole other episode just talking about their injuries.
1: Right? I don't know the feeling. No sympathy. Yeah. Um, Wait, they got, in- injuries? They what? got Patrick Queen at middle linebacker, right? Someone that a lot of Packer fans wanted out of LSU. <clears throat> Guilty. He had an absolutely terrible rookie year. Seems like he's been a little bit better this year. So they got some pieces, but this is not the Ravens team you think of historically. We're like, oh, my God great defense what are we going to do we're going to have to try to outscore their not great offense right that's kind of what it's been for the last decade this is not that team this is a potentially dynamic offense potentially with a meh defense it's kind of where they're at so i think we can take advantage of that their offense doesn't particularly scare me at the moment they have pieces that can you know rashad bateman's a really good player uh Hollywood Brown can definitely burn you.
0: They got burners on the outside that will make you pay if you don't account for them.
1: Devonte Freeman's still old and bad just like he was 2 years ago. So that like
0: but he's he's enough dude with this read with the read option running They have such a good game. scheme.
1: They have such a good scheme. For such running. a good
0: scheme. Such a good coach. Harbaugh's one of these guys who he's just going to get the best out of his players. And it sounds so generic, but it's just it's so true.
1: It absolutely is. Mark Andrews one of the best tight ends in the league. That'll be interesting to see kind of how we match up with him. Uh, so they have some pieces, but I think we should be able to put up plenty of points where they just can't keep up. That's kind of how I would hope this game goes. I think our defense makes enough stands, especially if we have to play Tyler Huntley um, or if, we, if Lamar plays, we just have to take advantage of some of those errant throws. It's going to happen. He fumbles a lot. You've got to try to make something like that happen. Make him one dimensional. That's kind of the, the tickets to success there. That's what we got to hope for. I think we can do it. This should be a W.
0: I like the confidence. I like where your head's at. I mean, this is definitely a, a unique matchup, right? You kind of tapped out earlier that playing against fields yeah, was almost a good little, little tune-up for this. Mm-hmm. When You have a quarterback who can make plays on design runs, on you know, passing plays, just buying more time. Right. I and mean, whether it's Huntley or Jackson, we – we got to be making sure that we're, you know, keeping gap integrity, right? Staying in our lanes, not over-pursuing. Yeah.
1: Campbell's and, probably going to be a spy at times, I would imagine. That'd be a good idea. For, yeah. for Campbell or even
0: Savage. I mean, we got a few guys that can play with that sort of physicality that both have the speed and the knowledge to trust them in that spot. Yep. But, you know, there aren't a whole lot of other teams in the NFC that we would see like this, right? I mean, no. you, you have um kyler murray's a bit of a runner right yeah but that's that's probably the biggest start we have that we would meet in the playoffs like baltimore is a
1: pretty Pretty, special it's a unique unique. team yeah no one really plays that style of offense right now not many anyways
0: we haven't i'm trying to think have we played a good tight end that we've seen a matchup with lately i think the mark andrews might be the best one we've played all season
1: Ah, we played travis kelsey
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: that was a weird that game, That was the though. whole
0: Jordan Love game, though, so we're only really talking about that. Agreed. That's just out of our memory.
1: Um, but it'll be good
0: to see what we do against the yeah, tight end, right? Kittle
1: was out, right, when we played him?
0: Or at least he wasn't
1: 100%. Right, so yeah, that was it. Oh, we played Hawkinson. That's probably a pretty good mm. comparison.
0: Andrews is, I think, top five. It'll be, like I said, agree. it'll be fun to see how we play him.
1: I'm curious what the coverage is going to look like, yeah. Cool. I agree.
0: And then just watching the deep threats, because... I mean, Bateman Brown and then Lesser Devin, Devin Duvernay. Oh, man, I wanted him so bad
1: in that draft. And he is, would have been our return guy.
0: <laughs> and they have Sammy Watkins, too. Devin
1: so you, you got physicality, got
0: tight end, and Ricard in the running game,
1: and then you can take your deep shots. Which, I'm just be sad about Devin Duvernay from here on out, man.
0: Do you mean for the rest of the episode or like the rest of your life or where?
1: Probably both. <sighs>
0: okay, let's move on. So thankfully. Uh, we had a little bit of help this week in other NFL games. The Rams were able to beat the Cardinals. Mm. So now we're the number one seed.
1: Which is great. The,
0: so, sorry, you were going to say?
1: Um, the Bucks won, right? Because your Bills gonna just get their stuff together enough there at the end. Um, so that hurt a little bit. But like you said, we're the number one seed. If we went out, we are the number one seed. So that that's the important part. Just don't lose any games. All these games are winnable. Let's try to make the most of it. Let's not put ourselves in a position where we have to root for people to lose again.
0: Last four games we got. So we got Baltimore this weekend. And then on Christmas, we play in Lambo versus the Browns. Uh, January 2nd, we go back to, to Lambo. It's the Vikings. Yep. Get revenge game. And then January 9th, we have the Lions in Detroit.
1: Which could be interesting. I think in a normal year, we could talk about potentially resting players that week. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think this race is going to come down to the end for the number one seed. So we'll see how that goes. I think we're going to have to play through the end of the season. I don't think we're going to be resting starters of that game.
0: I agree. And despite the fact that we went out to San Francisco and won, right? Mm -hmm. And we beat Seattle. We beat Arizona in the desert. We did. I don't want to go to Florida, man.
1: I just No, anywhere but Florida. But... Yes, let's have it go through Lambo. Let's have let's it go through Lambo. I think that easily puts us in the best position to win. Without a doubt. Any other thoughts, my oh man? No,
0: nope, that's all I got, man. All righty, guys. Well, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of South of the Cheddar Curtain. We'll catch you next week. Go, Paco. Go,
1: go Paco.